Welcome. One more time. Welcome. Hello. I am King Monkey. And your I, host. And I am also King Monkey. I have bifurcated hey. myself today into two separate entities that we may more efficiently deal with this nonsense without Simmy's interference. Wait, no, we've had this before. We can't have the same thing happen multiple times. No. no. So, so if I'm King Monkey, you can't be King Monkey. If you're King Monkey, I can't be King Monkey. So Wait. neither of us are King Monkey today, and we've oh, already crap. established that we're doing this without Simmy. So uh, we are oh, your no. two nameless entities in the void, bringing you uh, whatever it is we bring you. Fair enough. I, I, okay, hold on. I got to find a name real quick. This is this is going to bother me if I don't have a name. So let me just go into the random void somewhere. I don't know where. Who am I? I who am I? Who are you? What's going on? Okay, looking at the two nearest things to assemble a name at the last minute, my name is apparently Contraption Chocolate Milk. Hmm, that's that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a name. I'm 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 the nameless. I am the <sighs> nameless. I am the nameless nothing who speaks in the night. Wait, I think I'm going a little Batman there. That's weird. I was thinking Darkwing Duck, actually. <laughs> well, I am the podcaster that flaps in the night. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I just don't have a name. Fair enough. Okay. Nameless. Just call me, yeah, nameless will work, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Nameless is actually a, one of the characters in uh, Storm Riders, the um, Chinese martial arts comic, and he's one of the most powerful swordsmen in the world. So, nameless is not a bad name. It, it seems. It seems like it tracks. I mean, I am the most powerful podcaster in the world. Yes. Yes, that is true. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm under I'm underrepresented because I don't have a huge audience. Sure, it doesn't change my power level. Definitely over nine thousand. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, you know, it's kind of weird that that just became so iconic to nerd culture. Nine thousand. Like ever? Yeah. If you've ever heard of Dragon Ball, you know over nine thousand as a meme. And it's just weird, because that's so early in everything. Yeah, um, but frankly, I think most people sort of dropped off of Dragon Ball shortly after that, by the time they got to Frieza, and they're like, you know, 13 episodes for fight? I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> yes, I, I can definitely see that. I'm sure it got better after that. I just, I did not have the patience. Especially back in the day when it's like weekly episodes, it's like, you know what? After four months, I want a little bit more than just one fight. Right. Like if ever there were an episode, uh, like an episodic series designed for binge watching or for like a Netflix style chunk release, it would be Dragon Ball. It's not meant for syndication on network television. But I, I will say the uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged series on YouTube is mm -hmm. amazing. It could do and with the bridging. Yeah, I could see that. It it starts as just kind of a, a parody comedy version of it where they just put new dialogue over scenes. Yeah. And eventually, they actually develop a whole storyline. The characters are their own unique thing. It, it's it's great. They do a pretty and, amazing job. And it doesn't take its god time with all those, with all those extended fights. <laughs> no, they get right to stuff. Right, well, that's the only time they, the only time things stretch out a bit is if they're making a joke about how the show does that sometimes. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, 
Oh, but we're also doing the RPGX radio thing, right? We what? we found our names, forgot to introduce what we were doing. Oh, yeah. And so, My, yeah. And I'm are... yeah, I'm Contraption Chocolate Milk and with me as always is Nameless. Welcome. As, Welcome. As always, nothing nothing new here. Can, yeah, I don't know like if anyone thought we were ever anything else. <laughs> Maybe check your meds. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> you, you 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 are listening to this podcast. Go back in the in the go back in the real. We've always been the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think think we have things we normally do, don't we? Do you know what we do on this? I know we have things we abnormally do. I mean, okay. The introduction was kind of a good example of that. I I didn't see anything weird about that. Right? Something weird about it? Mm. <laughs> I'm caught. I'm caught. Uh, I want it to both be weird and normal at the same time. <laughs> oh no! Weirmal. It was our weirmal. It was our weirmal opening. Noid. 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 <laughs> Boy, that is weirmal. No. <laughs> everything's everything's weirmal. <laughs> oh, like that's it. great. Yep. Yeah, your, your verb of the day is weirmal. <laughs> <laughs> We've weirmalized the situation, and everything will be returning to its previously scheduled weirmality. <laughs> but mm. our, our 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 major bit at the beginning, of course, mm-hmm. and I suddenly was struck with the fear that I wasn't recording for some reason, oh. but I am, so we're good. All right, <laughs> everything's weirmal. I'm always recording. Yeah, that's my secret. Always, I'm always recording. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually I made that joke on Facebook today. Yeah. Some someone was they they were talking about how they got they were having a bit too much to drink the other night and making some inappropriate or suggestive Facebook message or comments. Right. And I said, "You got to be careful. There's a bunch of weirdos out there just waiting to pounce if you if 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 you are not on your toes." I said, "I know. I can see them with my binoculars." <laughs> <laughs> And there was a there was a pause, um, and they're like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> should we be concerned? Oh no, you definitely should not be concerned. No, not about me. I'm just here watching the the, the people, the people that mm. are are ready to. Uh, let's go back a little bit. Let's rewind, edit, <laughs> yeah. pause, rewind. I'm gonna try that again. Take two. <laughs> but we do have bits. We have bits. Pieces. We have bits. Which you can't talk about on the podcast because they, it's a PG thirteen podcast. That's right. So instead, we're gonna do it's a bird, it's a verbs bit. It's an adverb. It, no, it's an no. adjective. We, we, it's, it's a noun. There's the sisters, oh. Issa and Elsa verb. Right. But it's a verb. It's a participle. Is a different person. <laughs> it's a preposition. No. Okay. Mm. I'm done with my nonsense. Go ahead with the uh, <sighs> the random verb of the week. So we have our Weirmal mm-hmm. episode content. Yep. And the first bit of that is it's a verbs, random verb of the week. Yes. And it's been a lot of fun. We we've had some ups and downs here and there. Things have happened, things have not. We'll see what comes up today. I'm gonna hit randomize. Mm-hmm. I stand ready. I need to I need to find a new site because this one gives me a, a list of them and I don't like that. No, you're not you're not in the you're not using the internet to find things out for yourself you want it spoon fed to you if i wanted to choose here we go ah i can set it to one okay boom sounds good oh my gosh what do we got okay so your random verb of the week Mm -hmm. is bore 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 the 
mole bored through the dirt to escape the flaming ostrich. Flaming ostrich. You know, I saw that band in concert right before they got big. Oh, uh, they were great before they before they made it. Total sellouts, though. Who knew a flamethrower and a tambourine were all you needed for such amazing music? Yeah, I mean, it's visionary, I'll tell you. Yeah, it it was definitely visual. I don't know how they sell CDs, but apparently they do because they were doing concerts. Mine was melted when I got it. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't sell CDs as much as curated <laughs> boxes of memorabilia that they've set on fire, put out, and packaged for you. Still plays, it's, though. It still plays. It's, That's all that it's matters. incredible. Because it's, it's more of a do-it-yourself album rather than a here's our music. Because it's experiential, mm-hmm. not auditory. My favorite track was definitely Wermel Flame Flower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and then and, and, and their, their iconic one, Radio Hit, totally safe for radio, thankfully, because it didn't actually have lyrics. It's just called Beyond the Noid. Mm-hmm. Which, Good weirdly was just about that old Little Caesars mascot, yep. the Noid. He just wants to mash those pizzas. I want to mash them up good. <laughs> Anytime I see a pizza, I just want to mash it. <laughs> well, before that escalates out of control, we mm-hmm. probably should get onto our topic. We've been talking about GM advice on the site. Yeah. GM advice in general, and then kind of to PBP specifically, and then always, whenever we can, looping it into the RPG Crossing site. because Right. Obviously, they they're are the, paying us to the do this. They're the ones who pay the bills, yeah. Birch, so, so too, is an excellent boss and just a yeah. handsome man, charitable and intelligent. Wait, wait, wait. Let me check the last check. Make sure it cleared before you finish that. Right. Yep, yep. Continue. We're good. Oh, he's, he's, he's fit. I, I once saw him lift a Volkswagen. He's so strong. Yeah. He, he's, he's probably the most desirous individual on the for planet. For sure, for sure. You know, but also and a poet very oh, he's wonderful. very pure oh yeah pure. yeah yeah oh but anyway mm-hmm. to that end we are continuing with some of the problems you may run into when running a game sure that being we're going to focus a little on writer's block player drama and improving player posts and i hate all the plosives that i'm getting when i say all those p's yep because i can I hear them. I know what they look like, and I hate editing. <laughs> do you not? Do you have a pop filter? I keep. I know I've asked you that, but I've completely forgotten. I do. I don't think it's a good one, though. That's the problem. Because I didn't. I think player post. mine. Mine's not like a really high quality mic, but I guess the the pop filter and the uh, the foam condom on the end really do a good job of uh, limiting my plosives. I have to put effort into it to mess it up, which I do it. I do it. <laughs> I may just need to think a little bit more when I before I say them. That might help a bit because if I don't say them normally, if I kind of soften them when I speak it, yeah, it's okay. But yeah, they, those, I've seen those pop up. Also, the person who named it plosive, plosive, j- just did not want you to record that word either. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is you. a bad thing. I'm going to call it something that's really bad on the on a mic. It's called. <laughs> it's called clip. <laughs> Hey, that didn't look too bad on the on the waveforms. Huh. Right. <laughs> I was expecting that to go all over the charts. <laughs> now I'm worried about the rest of things. Everything else has been messed up. That was the one part <laughs> that went through just fine. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, let's talk about our topic. Let yeah, let's let's talk. Let's Writer's talk. block is mm-hmm. that's a that's a hard one. I do you have any go to tricks that you use to kind of 
circumvent writer's block? First of all, I'm offended that you would ever assume that I do suffer from writer's block. But when I do, in fact, suffer from writer's block, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, for me, it's music. I think, um, I mean, I've seen enough shows. I've seen enough video, uh, like uh, uh, anime or stuff like that. I I've seen enough of the sort of standard things that you would look at for a new idea. But honestly, music and even music videos, I find somehow give me more creative recharge. Like there's a video okay. trilogy by a band called M83. Starts with a song called Midnight City. And it basically plays out like a really cool X-Men story about these kids developing uh, psychic powers up to and including the destruction of the Earth. And then the one of them comes back for a girl who's left behind. It's just three videos, nice songs, but the visuals and the storytelling in it are very tight. And it, it just sparked a lot of ideas when I first saw them. Oh, cool. So so is that like a, a set list of things that you go to when you have that? Or you just kind of no. go for music? Music. In general. Find something. Yeah. You know, the um, recommended if you like kind of thing, or if you're on YouTube, just look at uh, you know, finish a song you like and then look for something new that it recommends you and okay. go from there. And you'd be surprised how often you will come upon imaginative music videos that would spark ideas. Or even if the lyrics of the song can conjure some kind of image or theme that you might not uh, might not uh, have expected. Like Lead hmm. Belly's uh, Where Did You Sleep Last Night? That's a this blues song from the 20s. And that was kind of the inspiration for the uh, werewolf game that I'm running right now. You, uh, okay. Nirvana recorded it in the 90s as In the Pines, so you may have heard of it a bit more recently than... I assume you don't listen to a lot of blues from the 20s, 1920s. I don't, I don't even know what I've listened to, honestly. I, so, so, many, so often, if I'm not looking for it specifically, I just kind of let things shuffle around, and I'm like, oh, that was cool. And yeah. I, I always think, I'll go back later and get the name of that. No. And I don't. No, you won't. <laughs> Same you know thing I... with like band names and stuff. I just like... <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love this. And then I never listen to it again until someone else listens. I'm like, this sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, I've heard some of their stuff before. I really wanted to be into it. And I never took down the notes. You know what I think it is about music? Music approaches story from a totally different direction than a prose approach, which is what you're looking for for RPGX and for play-by-post, right? Because you're writing prosaically. You're telling a narrative in a cohesive or coherent story. Mine are sometimes coherent. Everything is weirmal. But if you are listening to a song, it's approaching a theme from a poetic standpoint, and it's completely, almost completely non-prosaic for the most part, uh, other mm. than like Krista Berg's uh, Spanish Train or something like that, you know? And the music itself, I mean, music is uh, it conjures emotions almost universally, like a negative, like a minor key thing, almost always conjures negative emotions, even cross cultures, it turns out. So, mm -hmm. like, you got a combination of music, which is directly playing on emotions on an almost instinctive level, and then you've got a word salad thrown at it, and it's kind of like a random association. And that can be enough to kickstart an idea where you might have just run into a the same old, same old treadmill if you were just trying to look at new stories or new shows that are all following formulas. Right. And and that's a perfect segue into the way I do things when I hit a block is is I, I, I'll try and beat my head against it a little bit, 
But at some point, I'm like, okay, it's not happening, and I'll go do something else. Or I'll let it sit and go to work. Or I'll hop in the car and go get something from the store. You're like, do something yeah. else that needs doing. Because, like you were just saying, when you kind of engage your brain in something else in a different way, mm-hmm. it can help you jump to that. And I think that's what a lot of the normal writer's block advice is, to not try keep trying to do the same thing not try and plow through and it's what people do to get over some of your basic mental things i think it's how it's at least in the book Mm -hmm. the dead zone how he deals with the one kid who has a stutter right because it's a it was an acquired thing and so it's like you got to teach your brain to go around whatever is stumble causing it to stumble yeah i don't know about the science on that but i know that for this kind of thing it tends to work, and when you talk to people about it, mm-hmm. it tends to work for everyone. You just got to find the thing that helps your brain disengage. Yeah, actually, when you mentioned talking to someone, even that alone, uh, sometimes hearing it said out loud instead of trapped inside your brain box, you can find that just speaking it, letting the words out, somehow gives them a shape that is easier to manage. Like it's it, it's even as simple as that sort of thing where you're at work and you can't figure out how to do a thing with Excel. So you call someone over and you're like, can you take a look at this? I'm trying to do this, but it's not working. So maybe I'll do that. Oh, Hey, it works. Thanks. You can go now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, My, my first instinct anymore, Mm -hmm. if I hit a block is I'll hop on discord and say, Hey, I have this idea and I I'm stuck at this point. Never mind, I figured it out. Like just the physical act of putting it in front of other people for that second it causes your brain to like look at it differently because now everyone's looking at you. <laughs> judging you. Judging you. Some people will lock up on that, so that might not be the best choice for everyone. Yeah. But it does force your brain to reevaluate what it's seeing. It's like the same thing when you write something. Mm-hmm. People s- suggest that you read it out loud to yourself because you'll yes. hear things. Your brain will stop autocorrecting for you, and you'll hear it and reprocess it. And you'll catch things that you're like, oh, wow, yeah. I put the in there twice on every other line. Why is that happening? <laughs> Why the the am I doing this? <laughs> uh, you know, RPGX specific, you could also even probably go to either the like GM advice threads or the general discussion and just sort of throw it out there and say, I've got this idea, but I'm hitting our mental block here. Because there are a lot of creative people and you're guaranteed to find someone who's going to think of it from a totally different angle catch you off Mm -hmm. guard and you'll be like i I didn't even think of that that's fantastic and even if you get a bunch of advice and you don't like any of it sure it can it can always just spark something in your brain like someone will say hey you know i'm in this world and i hate guns but i want projectile weapons that have shoot energy and i don't want to do lasers what should i do someone will throw an idea like oh no no that's a cool idea i'm not using any of that but i've got an idea now You know, I mean, if nothing else, you're ruling out options, which is as important as creating options, right? Because sometimes writer's block is because you're thinking, I've got a thousand things I can do. Uh, Which one do I take? You get a case of AP and then you're like, okay, no, let's let's start ruling stuff out. That that recalls us back to our paralysis of choice discussion. Yeah, analysis (laughs) paralysis. It's a real thing. It really is. mm -hmm. We're definitely not making it up. I'm definitely not. 103% (laughs) not making that up. And it's 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 funny because writer's block is a real thing. It's a it's a thing that everyone dreads. Yeah. And there is no cure for it. You just have to find tools to help you kind of walk around whatever is blocking you. Well, yeah, because honestly, it's not a thing that needs to be cured. It's like I tell my kids, 
boredom is boredom is your way your brain's way of saying you need to find another way so writer's block is your way of saying you need to find another way to do this and then it's just the only problem there is trying to figure out that new way mm-hmm. so it's actually it, it, i think it's a positive thing honestly if you stop and think about it writer's block can be a positive thing because it's stopping you from running on a railroad track doing the same thing you've always done forcing you to find a new way to express something creatively hmm. that's a that's an interesting way of thinking i think we're getting too positive and motivational though here oof yeah so um let's i yeah. i was gonna skip this and save it for last but let's let's go into player drama then. yeah <laughs> as a gm you'll understand players are the worst if players you, are the worst. If you didn't have players, your game would go smoothly. If you're a player listening to this right now, what you're the worst. What are you doing? Get off. This is a GM podcast, sucker. Yeah. GM advice, dude. Yeah. Next month, you can come back. Maybe. Please Wait, don't leave. Please don't month? leave. We need you. We love you so much. <laughs> we only love you if you leave a review on iTunes. Yeah, for sure. Or pay us. Cha-cha-ching. Yeah, money as well. Yeah. yeah, money solves everything for us. Money or validation. We're suckers for both of them. We'll lap it up. You can give him, you can give Milkshake Boy validation. Me, the nameless, I want money. It's okay. You can call me by my first name, Contraptions. I couldn't even remember. I remember it was Milk something, so I was like, ah, Milkshake. It brings all the boys to the yard. It does. (laughs) I mean, I could teach you, but there would be a cost involved. Yeah, but I'd just give you validation and get around that. It's my cost. (laughs) Yeah. But. Player drama. What? Player drama. And Mm -hmm. and I, I have to. I will put myself on blast here. Hopefully, the person I have had altercations with, or the people, or, you know, all of the site. <laughs> the group. <laughs> Don't listen. The broad category of people that you have yeah, offended. Yeah, the broad category of users on RPG Crossing. Don't listen to this, because, I mean, I've had my moments where I've caused drama in a party. Yeah. Whether sure. whether I feel it was my fault, ultimately, or not, I was at the core of it, and okay. it's not good. And the the GM was generally good about popping in and saying, hey, um, I don't want things to go this direction. Can you please remove that from the forum? Or can you take it out of your player, po- your, your yeah. PC post? Because those shouldn't be there. And I thought that was handled pretty well. Yeah. It's nicer than just screaming, nameless, knock it off. Right. Exactly. So I what clicked. are some ways as a GM that you have dealt with it? Now that I've outed myself as a former player drama instigator, maybe. Okay, as a GM, Mm -hmm. I have only encountered it once. Okay. That was actually in an application thread. I really haven't run a ton of games on the site, and I've been pretty fortunate so far. Uh, One of them, Mm -hmm. there was an application. There was a bit of overstepping on uh, on one person's part. But it was a very simple matter. I just sort of stepped in and I said, yeah, no, it's it's a great idea. Reminder, reminder to everyone, we're still in the uh, creation stage, nothing set in stone. And those right. people ended up communicating after the fact. And now both of them are in the game and they they're, everyone's getting along just fine. It was just, you know, when you have an idea that sometimes you post it and you're like, this is my precious idea and it's really good. I love it so much. And then someone kind of steps on it unintentionally. You can... It's, you know, people get offended. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of step, giving people a moment to sort of step back and say, yep, yeah, that's cool. I get it. Nothing's irre- uh, nothing is uh, unfixable. You know, nothing's irrevocable. Right. And, and I think as a as a game master or DM or storyteller or whatever your title mm-hmm. is, yep. I think what you're saying is is right. You, the, the biggest thing you can do 
is have open communication, have that established early on. Yeah. And if you see an issue starting to crop up, hop in. Like I sometimes I get the feeling that the idea that things need to be talked about before they become a problem is bad for some reason. You you, you see it on <clears throat> advice or all that, like, hey, or even like in, in the books themselves, where it's like, you know, you don't need to actually do anything. If they get out of hand, it's always when it when they get out of hand. You know, it's never talking about kind of catching it before it gets that far. Preemptive stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. an ounce of prevention, pound of cure kind of thing, though, right? Sometimes just having a, a your session zero or, you know, out of character thread, just, you know, saying, are there any off limits topics? If, you know, if, if people express a certain thing there, then maybe you can mitigate player drama just by having awareness that, oh, yeah, maybe I can... This is something I wanted to do with the character, but I understand some people may not like it or may not, you know, may be offended by it. So maybe I'll tone it down or eliminate it. Yeah, by clearly stating certain things in advance, you can prevent some drama from happening. Yeah, and and establishing good communication early will also help mitigate some of it to an extent. Mm -hmm. Like in in the the in-person game I'm running, I'm starting to run. I have an email thread where they can email general stuff. Yeah. I have one player who he just always takes the notes of what's going on in a game session. And he's kind of coordinated all of this together because he's the main contact between all the players and right. me. In that he was part of the group before I was. So it's just kind of easier coming from him to start. But I've been very conscious about emailing back to players when they have questions. I've had a couple people approach me with, I, well, one person approached me with, hey, I've got these issues. I want to make a character, but this other player I, has a known issue of doing this. Mm -hmm. Here's how, and, and he ha started with co communication, good communication with me in that he was like, here's what I know about this. This is how other people have handled it. You handle it how you want. I said, I'll just, here's my ideas going forward. And when anytime that character, because <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how I think of him. Yeah. He, he's not just a player. He's a character. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Anytime he has a question to me, I'm I'm reiterating, hey, come with me if you have issues. I want you to have a good experience, but, and I, I lay out my limit. Here's here's the limit of what I want. And I, I keep it nice. I keep it friendly. And I, in our session zero, I did the same thing. I, re, I reinforced the idea of this is what we're doing. We can have minor tweaks to these certain things, but this thing needs to stay the same yeah. so that everyone can come into our first session having their lanes, knowing what they're expected to do as a player, as a PC, mm -hmm. and not feeling like someone's stepping on their toes. Okay. Yeah. Clear communication. And so hopefully, the hope here is that if a problem does pop up, one of those players is willing to come to me on their own and say, I am feeling this way. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm watching for that kind of stuff too, so I can reach out proactively and say, hey, are you okay with what's going on here? I see this is a, a thing that's going on. Do you, are you okay? But also empowering them to say, hey, I have a problem. I need help. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're kind of looking at it from the uh, the stance of two, you know, two or multiple players developing drama and then trying to step in as daddy dungeon master. Uh, that one's for Sophie. Uh, <laughs> stepping in as daddy dungeon master to try and settle it. But what do you do if you are the one who is getting into drama with the player when you Ooh. see it's not, I mean, players having drama between each other or you having as a player, having drama with another player, you have sort of a de facto authority of the GM to help, um, help deal with that. But what if you are the GM and you are the de facto authority and you have a drama with a player? 
What about that? that that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. And I definitely had that in the outline, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100%. So, so good job reading what I, I was just reading totally it. planned. Yeah. <laughs> I do what I'm told. I think there, both parties have the same level of responsibility in in regards to the drama itself going. Like, you, yeah. you can't say that one person has more than the other when it comes to blame. But when it comes to resolving it, I feel like as the, the game master, you have to decide how far you're willing to bend on whatever the, caused the initial issue, yeah. whatever it may be. If a player is doing something, you have to decide where your line is and say, then you have to pull back from any drama and say, I am sorry for my part of things, Yeah. but for the game, the way we've established it and the way I've envisioned things going forward, here's where I have to say my line is. Can you work with that? Or do we need to discuss either a new game, which can meet whatever your needs are, yeah. or discuss parting ways possibly? And I think... It's not an ultimatum. No, no. Because an ultimatum would be, you know, do it my way or you're out. It's more a, we've reached a point where we can't agree. Here's where I can go. Can you meet me here? Or do we need to go a completely different direction with things? Yeah, I mean, you could also just start using some private messages to say, um, you know, I'd like to, uh, to, to resolve this. You know, can you tell me what it is you're feeling and then I can, uh, uh, and what you would prefer to see, and then I, I can sort of give you my side of things. I mean, it's key to remember that everyone is on RPGX to have fun, mm -hmm. uh, whether that fun is like laugh a minute kind of games or whether it's challenging puzzles or cool stories. It's all various levels of we're here to have fun. And the only problem is that fun is defined differently by everyone. So you you can start from the uh, point of view that I accept you, Nameless, are here to have fun playing in my game, right? Yeah. We may have different yeah. definitions of fun, so let's talk it out. What would you like to see me do? And with the understanding that I have certain plot ideas or themes that I'm trying to get across, let's see if we can't find a way to make those two things connect, your expectations and mine. And some of this, I think, can be handled well with a good session zero. Yeah. You, you ask the players, and I did this in my session zero, I said, hey, is there any plot points that you're interested in seeing going forward? Mm -hmm. And I had a couple people say yes. I had one person just say, hey, we, we do a lot of combat and we like combat, but one thing the last DM didn't do as much of mm -hmm. was role-playing opportunities. And, you know, I, I know yeah. I would like to do more of that. And I'm like... Perfect. I was going to ask if that was okay, because I was thinking this is going to be a more role-play heavy story the way yeah. I've envisioned it so far. So having those conversations early can definitely help. And if you've had those conversations, it's always a good thing to refer back to. And it also helps your players feel more open to talking with you about things. And again, coming back to clear communication as well. If there is an issue that you notice, just send a private message saying, we're all here to have fun. Obviously, we're having difficulty achieving that, so let's hash it out. Let's figure out what is something that we can agree on is fun for both of us. Communication is definitely the linchpin for successful gaming in all aspects. I think clear communication is kind of the linchpin for success in most aspects of life in general, too, isn't it? <laughs> Other than, like, romantic relationships. You don't yeah, have to have clear no communication. Yeah, no communication there. whatsoever. 
the the less communication. In fact, if you guys a language barrier, that's probably the best relationship. Fantastic. You'll ever have. Yeah. Yeah. But communication also leads us right into our next topic, exactly as planned. Yes, precisely. Because we're, we are consumed professionals. We planned that all out and didn't meander or veer off topic whatsoever. Why would you even suspect that? Bit. That's crazy talk. <laughs> I don't even know why you're asking that question. I don't even know why we can hear you ask questions. We're, you, this you is recorded in the off. past. This isn't this for off, you. Man. This back is for off. us. Come on. Get off. But we we yeah. talk about this gets a little more into some site specific stuff, mm-hmm. but unengaged players can kind of happen in person as well. Yeah, but yeah. also weak or unengaged player posts, and I I phrase it that way because it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just you see it as a GM as mm-hmm. weak or unengaged. So obviously, I think the first thing you do is communicate. Hey, how? Here's what I'm seeing. I want to make sure that you're okay. Everything's good. And then from there, you can discuss how to improve those things. Yeah. So have you have you run into this before? I have. Okay. I was uh, I had one player in a game. Actually, the game I was talking to you about before we started recording. Um, with the uh, the wait, MD. we were talking before we recorded. It's ridiculous. Why would you even suggest such a thing? Uh, I, sorry, I just I had this random thought. So when know. we were talking before we started recording, I mentioned a story that I'd been running. Wait, we were talking before we recorded? I'm pretty sure that's not what I just said. Okay. So sorry. there was this one player who his responses, I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong with them. They were direct, they were minimal, and they were to the point. I had one other player sort of sending messages to me saying, oh my gosh, this guy's stuff is just like, boom, do it. And it's like, there could be a lot more. So I started using RPXP, you know, hitting the little XP button on the top right-hand side of the guy's post. Whenever he did one that was longer, just sort of click and say, that was awesome. I love the way you described this or whatever it was that was going on in that particular post. Just some positive reinforcement, not even addressing it with the player, but just sort of every once in a while when the guy actually put extra effort into the thing beyond his baseline, minimal responses. Just hit a hit of RPXP endorphins, and then uh, eventually his posts started getting longer and longer. They never were as long as some of the other players. Ethera was in that, so her stuff was like, got 10 pages per post or something. So it never reached that kind of ridiculous level. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it just added a bit of uh, meat to the bones of his his post. So RPXP is a good way of doing it. Got to get those hits of RPXP. Just need another hit to get me through the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I think when when things are are small, yeah, pl- post size are small. I should say. Yep. <laughs> I assume that's that, what you were talking about because I am a professional. Something. I'm a professional. I have a profession. <clears throat> I, I always I always assume I I'm doing something that is limiting them their their thoughts in some way. I assume it's your responsibility too, Simmy. Yeah, I figured. I, I get a lot of messages from. From you, you're like, hey, my player's doing this. What did you do? Not even my players. It's like just looking at random games you're running and stopping in every <laughs> once in a while. You screwed that one up, didn't you? <laughs> Whoa, you are Stop. totally messing this up. <laughs> Am I here's what, supposed to here's what I would have done. <laughs> but I, I always think, Am I doing something wrong? And I'll have that conversation. But hey, I, I'm getting this feeling. I want to make sure that that is actually what you're feeling and I'm not projecting that onto you. And then it like like I said at the beginning, like we've said kind of several times, you know, what can I do to make this experience better for you? What can I do on my end to improve? And if it's nothing, then I can say, okay, 
is there a reason your posts have gotten shorter or is there a reason your posts are only you know one sentence now yeah and they'll say oh it's just because we're in combat i'm not feeling connected to blah 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 whatever the reasons are there's always a reason whether it's good or bad doesn't matter and then i find think can i fix this okay can we try this can we aim for this I also have a kind of a controversial perspective that I could maybe offer. Yeah, um, I can always cut it, so no big deal. Fantastic. So, cut <laughs> here. Um, so, <laughs> the the thing about uh, role-playing games is everyone is at the table to have fun. Mm-hmm. And it's also possible maybe those one-sentence posts are that person's idea of having a fun interaction. Mm. Maybe placing onus on a player to have a minimum number of words per post can be l- burdensome for that person. It's like, because mm. um, I remember seeing a Matt Colville video, uh, who does uh, YouTube videos on DMing, and it's, there's, they're pretty informative, pretty good. He mentioned, you know, if you have a player at the table who's looking at their phone all the time, and, you know, maybe it bothers you as a DM, but mm-hmm. should it? Because maybe that is the guy's preferred level of enjoyment. Maybe that's all he wants is to just be in the room and occasionally throw a die or say a line of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Is it necessarily damaging to the fabric of the game to have someone who has a minimal engagement if that is their preferred level of engagement? Maybe everyone else can just sort of do their role play around it and then gloss over those posts if they feel that it doesn't influence what they're doing. You know what I mean? So, I mean, definitely, it's definitely a perspective to have, but I think that is also something that should be hopefully discovered at the beginning during our session zero in the early stages. That way everyone can be on board and aware because I, I have also experienced this recently. My, I I was running two in-person games and now I've, I've lost one and picked up one. So I'm still running two, but one of them, the, the player never seemed to understand what was going on okay and yet whenever i made a conscious decision to okay i'm going to watch the session to see if are they just confused all the time or are they doing other things whenever i did that it seemed like they were doing something else playing okay. on their phone i i would watch them actively playing a game on their phone and then i'd say you know we get into combat and i'd say okay it's your turn what are you doing and he'd look at the board oh, uh, what's going on yeah. uh yeah. okay i want to attack how do i do that and you know, in the first few sessions, you you should to someone who's new to a system, you should be willing as a GM to help them get up to speed on things. Yes, that's no big deal. But when you are months and hours of gaming in, you think the things that they do all the time, like the two different attacks they can do, they should understand how those come together. Right. Or yeah. they should at least know generally what's going on, even if they don't remember the specifics. But when they're completely disengaged, and then they flip out that they never know what's going on. They feel like they don't understand what's how to play the game. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're because I've had that conversation with that player a few times. Like, hey, it looks like you're you're playing your game. Are you still enjoying the game? And he'd assure me, yeah, I am. Okay. Well, I want to make sure you still feel like you know what's going on. He would assure me he's okay, and then he flipped out hmm. and was like, I I don't want to I don't want to do this. And he actually blamed other players. And I'm like, okay, but at least they're. They know what's going on. And yeah. so I, it, it was one of those things where I didn't want to drive him away forever. I said, okay, well, take some time. We'll we'll put the game on hold for a bit, and maybe we'll try a new game, or maybe we'll try a new storyline. Maybe that's what's... But in the meantime, think about why you never felt like 
you knew what was going on or what was keeping you from connecting with what's going on yeah. because I know he's a smart person. Mm-hmm. So there's something that is a literal barrier for him for one reason or another. And I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of like a, there's a sort of, I would say the minimum player responsibility is that your the particulars of your involvement shouldn't detract from the enjoyment of other people. And if you know that you have other events going on in your life, and I guess even as a GM, uh, as a GM or player, if you know you have other things in your life that are going to distract you from uh, your involvement in a game, maybe step back. Mm. I mean, yep. we've, we've all had that sort of thing where, you know, we want to play the game and then suddenly real life happens real life and then you're like you just can't maintain the pace of a game and it's like it's it's difficult um but at that point if you're a player rather than damaging the fabric of the game for other people it it can be hard to just say i need to take a break i'd like to come back if i can but i'll understand if i can't or even as a gm i've had that happen myself where Mm -hmm. i actually got one of the people who is involved in the game to take over for me mm. so i'd rather try and find a replacement rather th- rather than just drop it entirely yeah i i feel like that that is a, a game master's responsibility when at all possible if you need to step away or if you're having issues communicate with your players again communication clear communication and then yeah if you can find find someone to take over for you because your players have agreed to participate in the story you want you told them you wanted to tell. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of have a it's an unofficial contract of sorts. You've kind of agreed to tell a story or create a story that they can participate in. Yeah. And they've agreed that they are going to play roles in that story. So you, you kind of it's like a relationship. You don't just disappear from a relationship. You Oh, you don't? Oh. You have conversations before you get into that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I mean, we're again, we're all there to have fun. So try and not be uh, an unfun part of that thing as best you can. Right. Excellent. Anything else about? Oh my God, no! I think I've already added too much to the (laughs) the discussion already. All right. So our our final segment of the episode, as always, would be the thorax. Right. The final segment of a. Are are we an insect? Right behind the abdomen. Oh. Um. Or is it the abdomen? Oh, my God. Oh, no. You're going to be so embarrassed when you're wrong about one of those All the kids in the entomology club are going to laugh at me. Again? Mm. (laughs) They keep bullying me and stealing my lunch money. They're like, like, his his milkshake may bring all the boys to the yard, but he doesn't know where the thorax is. (laughs) I would be. But no. I'm ashamed because it's true. (laughs) But no, our final bit of every Mm -hmm. episode is adventure. Assemble. I don't have my dice. I don't have my oh, dice. Oh no! I don't have my dice. Oh no! Oh, we are. Oh, no. I don't have my dice. What do we dice. do? Oh, the world dice. is falling around behind oh, me. No. Around oh, me. No. I don't know. Oh, What's real anymore? Okay. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I have an app. You... I have an app. There's an app for that. I have to log into my phone. Give me a minute. Oh. Oh my gosh. Uh, All this waiting. Okay. No, uh, Google Podcasts was open. There was the uh, some 
podcast called Watching the Web was in front of me there. Oh, geez. Oh, gosh. I love the fact that in the one of the more recent ones, they titled it Spider-Man, in parentheses, McGuire. And now in my head, I just think of that as a name, Spider-Man McGuire. I love it. <laughs> Was it really? Did it, was it really in there like that? Yeah, Spider Man McGuire. Yeah, good old Spider Man McGuire over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, because there's no number or t- subtitle or no, anything. Just so Spider Man McGuire. Right? Just want you to know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I've used this app for months now. You'd think I know how to use it. You would be mistaken. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, so because mm, I'm a consumed point, professional. All right, let's I've, go. I've, Yep, you are a consumed professional. A consommé professional, as the French would say. <laughs> so we are on an island mm-hmm. that has jungles, but it's also got cliffs with some deep caverns in it, as we discovered last these last couple times. Yes. And there is a nymph bandit of some sort that we are going to encounter. And I think what we came around to is there is a dwarf named... <laughs> ...that wants people to explore these ruins, these caverns. Yeah. For whatever reason, and I think we came up with the 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 dwarfs are sort of like the Morlocks of this world. Mm-hmm. Only they live on top, and they're plumbing the depths, plumbing? where where this nymph has been driven out and is mm-hmm. trying to get back in to maybe reclaim something that they oh, see boy. is theirs. Wow, I heard that. Yeah, it's it pretty enthusiastic scream going on up there. Give me a yeah. moment. Yep, yep, yep. Apparently, that was a scream of enjoyment. Oh. We hear sirens. We all know that I was mistaken. Let's go on. <laughs> it's it's crazy because that sounded exactly the same as the scream of pain. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a parent, you sort of key things to certain frequencies. <laughs> oh, right. as an audio editor, I, I tend to <laughs> filter out a lot of frequencies now. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but it seems straightforward. We're going to go down. We're going to find these ruins, this cave, and get stuff out of it. And this nymph is going to oppose us in some way. Yeah. But as always, something weird is going to twist that a bit. So why don't you roll me a d10, or in this case, hit the button to generate a random d10 outcome. I'm hitting the 1d10 button, okay? Okay. You got a four. One, two, three, boom. Island nymph, what you oh. want in a dwarf man's cave. So, so <laughs> this is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you got? The... The alternate antagonist turns out to be the secondary protagonist's father. This is revealed by a blackmailer. <laughs> I don't think we have a secondary or alternate anything so far. Well, oh my god, um, we could. I think because we kind of set oh them, no. the dwarves as Morlocks, who are in the some an- ways the antagonists of that book, right? So the secondary protagonist. The alternate antagonist, who I would assume is our nymph, turns out to be the secondary protagonist, we can say parental figure. No, 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 because the story existed before we were involved, because we just got there. The nymph, therefore, is the protagonist. That makes us the alternate protagonist, or the secondary protagonist. Okay. Therefore, the alternate antagonist is some other party among the dwarves or dwarf-aligned factions that's actually related to us, or me as the player? Yeah. Okay, so so there's a dwarf with yep. a weird name that I can't pronounce, yeah. so yeah. I'm eventually going to just call him John. John we'll just call him John for now. Dwarfy John. <laughs> Dwarfy John. Yeah, well, Dwarfy John. And there. he wants us to get something out of this cave. Yeah. Maybe all the treasure, maybe just a specific treasure. Mm-hmm. And another dwarf doesn't want us to, and they are Do you the have a random... father or... 
or mother for who, one of us. Yeah, for one of the yeah, party. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, it can be you. I, I have no problem with that because I'm going to randomly generate yeah, yeah. my person. Okay. Do do you do we want a, a randomly generated dwarf too? No, because I think I'm going to be a half dwarf, half orc. I'll be a dwarf. So this whole time, is that is that who Edric the Bard has been? Un- half dwarf, half orc. Uncertain. This okay. is this a new character? I don't know. Or is it? Edric? I don't know either. Is Edric a dwarf? I'm not. I sure. don't know. But that is something we need to find out now. Yeah. Because we are going to introduce the people that are going on this journey. Mm-hmm. Alter antagonist. Okay. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's the Do blackmailer? You... There's so many layers now. We don't know who the <laughs> who the blackmailer is either. I thought so... this was going to be a very straightforward one because we didn't actually have an a quest arc in the first day. It was just, hey, yeah. there's an if bandit. And I'm like, oh, cool. This is going to be very straightforward. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no. We're like 12 more layers deep now. <laughs> so, so Dwarfy John is like the leader of the dwarves, and he's getting us to do a thing. But Dwarfy John's secondary in commander, secondary, oh my God, second in command is unnamed. And that person is actually my character's father. And now there's a blackmailer, a secret unrevealed blackmailer who's sending notes to my father and or me my gosh yeah so so dwarfy john wants us to get something out of a cave Mm -hmm. and dwarfy jane is the leader of the alt of the opposing faction and is saying hey don't do that that's bad because this will be a chance to get dwarfy john out of power so that she dwarfy jane can take control of the dwarlocks who live on the surface by retrieving a thing from the subterranean nymphs and then shadowy person is we don't blackmailing know that is yeah. yeah that's that's why i call him shadowy shadowy person is mm-hmm. blackmailing one of our pcs and tells us uses that as blackmail bait so clearly we're illegitimate one of us is illegitimate yeah yeah i mean it's a dwarf there's no dwarf is going to want to acknowledge that dwarf <laughs> dwarf that's that's weirmel it's someone from boston saying dork what a dwarf <laughs> what a dwarf what a oh. dwarf a dwarf so we'll get it theory to correct us what a dwark <laughs> so i mean yeah that's that's something we've added a mystery to this relatively straightforward quest for the bandit treasure sort of thing so it was so simple before and now it's so complicated i mean at least i'm not getting into the systems of government for the morlocks or the eloy here right oh small blessings indeed holy crap let me tell you, editing Although, those. Although, like... in a scarcity society oh. like uh, subterranean goes. dwellers, you'd have to wonder if there'd be some kind of Ugh. some kind of okay. union. Would they, or would they be ruled by the strongest in sort of a uh, a clan situation? Oh well, here's a twist. Yep. I just randomly generated my character. Oh my god! Oh my god! And, well. I, I call it a twist because my character alignment randomly generated to neutral evil. Maybe Ooh. my character is the blackmailer, oh and my. you don't know it. Ooh, but that guy always gave me the creeps. I just didn't understand why. <laughs> he's he's also a cleric, so that has other oh, connotations. So to the it. theocracy may still be involved. Oh gosh, here you go. To, you're trying to spread religious. Uh, <laughs> Uh, governing through the dwarves, something, something, maybe. <laughs> okay, dwarven, dwarven extremist, um, religious extremist. He he's randomly chosen as an elf cleric who's neutral oh, evil. Okay. So so I mean maybe he is trying to influence com- Jane, dwarfy Jane's faction among the dwarves. 
potentially. Mm-hmm. But his also, name also is Varial. 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 That's a Varial nice name. I see what you did there. Yeah. He is 110 years old, so oh, just relatively a lad. young. Just a just a young lad. Dark blonde hair, blue mm-hmm. eyes, boring. Mm, you know. Tell me more. He sounds dreamy. <laughs> Edric is interested. He... Mm. Oh, so you are bringing Edric. I think Edric is the is the the dwarkish the bard, a dwarkish okay. bard. Dwarkish bard. <laughs> That's a dwarkish accent. If anyone's trying to correct me, you don't know dwarkish. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like I feel like Zayther would would, ap- would appreciate that. He seems to like weird half races. Yeah. Yeah. For, for... Like bifurcated, like just one half of a person, just a torso only with arms. Yeah. Oh, oh, you went that way. I was, I was thinking a oh. uh, vertical half. Oh, yeah. Okay, lefty. <laughs> this is lefty, and this is my other friend torso. <laughs> we'll have to do that sometime. Lefty, lefty and torso. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> they are. That was like uh, someone on uh, the Discord, and I ended up coming up with goofy characters that we play the um, bard stand-up comedian improv comedians and they were shuck- <laughs> shuckles and gorski oh <laughs> lefty and torso works pretty well too <laughs> two halves don't always make a whole <laughs> oh it's a that's a buddy a comedy sitcom. that's definitely a sitcom <laughs> the original odd couple <laughs> we have edric and varial who have been hired by dwarfy john, dwarfy john. to Go explore an old cave that he suspects contains something he wants. Go get, go to the cave, bring back the stuff for me. And Dwarfy Jane, who is a leader of an opposing faction, is actually my mother. Edith yeah, your mother's mother. Hmm. Okay. Wouldn't it be great if Dwarfy John and Dwarfy Jane were married but are now divorced and leading separate factions, and you were conceived while they were married? <gasps> so you are clearly only oh. one of their. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the drama. Mm. And secretly, yeah. Varial has been blackmailing, or is trying to blackmail Edric, or Jane's is he about... blackmailing Black... Dwarfy you Jane? You know what? I think blackmailing Dwarfy Jane saying, if you don't want your secret out yeah, about that your works. dwarkish son, you would better somehow stymie this whole uh, excursion into the nymph cavern. What could his evil purpose be? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. He, what is in maybe... those caves? <laughs> the mystery I don't deepens. know. I'm going to have to find a random generator for it. <laughs> I hope you randomly <laughs> generate something good. <laughs> if it turns out to be a plus three longsword, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> is it just a longsword? Dwarves don't even use longsword. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a giant gauntlet. That's all it is. Just, just one yeah. gauntlet. Yeah. Not even magical. No. It's just big. That's it. <laughs> But until then, we will find out how all that random crap plays out. Or if, indeed, it plays out. Oh, yeah. Next time, I'll just come back and pretend that none of that ever happened and yeah, we have a completely Turns out none story. of that worked and we are throwing it all aside. <laughs> Yeah. And we are just gonna do a fetch quest. None, nothing special. We're actually playing Skyrim. Yeah, I need ten wolf pelts, but I can't figure out where the wolves are. You mean those wolves right outside the wall? I can't the figure ones... out where the wolves are. The ones that literally 
bombard me every time I leave this particular building? If only someone could find wolf pelts. <laughs> I there, There's a pile of them in the corner over there. Can you not use those? I need wolf pelts in order to fashion that enchanted leather armor for you. I just watched ten people give you wolf pelts. How, how do you need ten more oh, still? Oh, for a pile of wolf pelts. Then I could create enchanted leather armor. But alas, I have none. Alas, there are none. And just like that, we are done. Badoom cha! Well rhymed, Monsieur Nameless. Well rhymed. <laughs> you too, and until next time, when your milkshakes once again bring all the boys to the yard. Contraptions. <laughs> That's how you enter a room, right? Contraptions! Contraptions. <laughs> See you, people. Goodbye. <laughs>your the power of your plosive is not to be not to be restricted by a mere pop filter i am simi and i shall plode <laughs> <laughs>